Welcome back to the Sandlot Nine Minutes at a Time. He makes nine. I am one of your hosts, Tierney Steele, and with me, as always, is Rachel Mummert. Hello. And we are joined by not one, but two guests today. Please welcome Darius Austin from Baseball Prospectus. Hello, everybody. Delighted to be here. And Nick Stranges from Banished to the Pen. Hey, it's exciting to be here. Did I say your name right? Pretty close. I, I say strangest. Like a strangest. Okay. Strangest, yeah. Close enough. We, we got close. it. We're right, close. Good enough. You're good. Yeah. All right. In case you couldn't tell by those two <laughs> titles, these guys know just a little bit about baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been involved just a teeny tiny bit. Darius, what's your history with The Sandlot, the movie? So uh, I'm I'm a first timer actually, uh, believe it or not. I mean, as people can probably tell from my voice, I'm I'm not from the US. I I am British, born and raised, uh, lived here my my whole life. I, I'm currently based in North Wales. So yeah, kind of probably a, a weirder introduction to the movie than most people, I guess. <laughs> I gather. Like I, I've consumed a lot of baseball media in trying to learn about the game, which I didn't really come to until like my my mid twenties. But this is one of the the films that I I hadn't got around to seeing. I just kind of picked up that it was like a lot of people's you know like childhood favorite. So I, it's kind of one that I wanted to watch and, and Disney Plus actually added it yes. recently. So I was kind of like, oh, this is really convenient. I know <laughs> I can watch it and, uh, and and get to talk about it. So yeah, first time for me. They knew we had a podcast coming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and how did you decide you were going to get into baseball? Uh, I got into baseball through fantasy. I, I basically randomly joined a, a fantasy league one day. I was kind of into that sort of thing anyway with, with soccer and that an American friend of mine needed somebody for a league so I was like yeah why not I like this hmm. this kind of thing let's see what happens and uh yeah kind of got into the numbers and uh yeah read money ball and and all that kind of oh, stuff cool. and uh and and ended up getting in that way so yeah pretty of a weird route into baseball so I kind of had to learn a lot of the history after that I kind of you know knew all the numbers but I didn't really know any of the media or, or anything like that so I kind of did it that way around just in general, what do you think of the movie? Because there isn't really, I mean, there's there's a lot of baseball in it, but it, it's not one of those, you know, no one went to you and was like, you got to see the Sandlot, you yeah. know, the, the action <laughs> in it, the technical expertise of the Sandlot, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess in some ways it's like almost not a baseball movie even. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I guess, it, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the thing that the action is hung upon, but... Um, I suppose a lot of aspects of it are not baseball at all. It's not really even a very like sports movie in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. they're not they're not trying to win a tournament or anything. Like I was thinking, it might be like you know the Mighty Ducks or something, which I did see as a child. I don't know why people were into the Mighty Ducks here because it's not like ice hockey is a big thing <laughs> either. But um, it seemed to be a bigger. I, thing. I grew up in the South, Darius, uh, and it, it's not that big a deal down here. But the Mighty Ducks were huge <laughs> as well, so I, I feel you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Charlie Conway's the best. I mean, who, who said that? <laughs> anyway. Well, and there's a crossover, right? Some of these actors uh, end up in the Mighty Ducks, like D2 or, or something. I mean, we can get to that later. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Nick, what's your history? You came to baseball in a totally different way. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up playing baseball in the backyard and, and Little League and all the way up. I hung on to high school. So the Sandlot I saw in the theater, you know, when it first came out, um, I probably had, I probably saw every 80s baseball movie you could see, you know, <laughs> Rookie of the Year. And I'm a big, I'm a big, field, I'm on the Field of Dreams pro, you know, good team. I like it. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, Daniel Jones crossover here is pretty sweet. And then, um, yeah. I, I just realized as we were getting ready for this, I was like, we haven't really had like a baseball movie that, that was just made up in a long time. I mean, Moneyball probably, you know, broke some records for like best baseball movie maybe, you know, in a long time. But yeah. we haven't had just like a kid's like fun, you know, theatrical release movie. So this was pretty cool to go back and revisit this. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we started a very tense moment. We're doing part six today. So we're starting with the... <laughs> I keep calling them the Little Leaguers Challenge. And in my mind, they are the Little Leaguers, but the, the Tigers, yeah. whatever. That's what, yeah. If they're the school team, I'm a little confused on. The only one who speaks is Phillips, Phillips. their leader. So I was wondering, like, I, I guess I'm hoping that they had a game or something earlier that day or will be because they're just, you know, riding around town and they're little league uniform it's kind of like their their own gang <laughs> yeah i i like the idea that that was just all they wore that they just, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what i was wondering wearing... <laughs> it's like video games where like the bad guys always wear their like bad guy outfit no matter when you find them no matter where you see them <laughs> there you <go>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's what i was wondering i'm like do they just wear those all the time <laughs> 
I was just intrigued by this kid. This is Will Horniff, uh, Will with one L. And uh, he's done some other acting. You know, he's, he's around, but this was the big thing that I knew him from, yeah. obviously. He and Porter trade insult, which I, I always <laughs> found it interesting that he goes there to have beef with Benny, but Porter is the one he ends up getting into it with. Yeah, which made me wonder if, because he seems to respect Benny because of his... Mm-hmm baseball skill but it's also they have a little bit of beef because it seems like you know they wanted him to join their league and their team and he's just like nah you know i got my i got my sandlot here i got my guys he didn't leave up behind yeah it's like i think the modern equivalent is like the kid who gets invited to play like traveling baseball he's like no i'm good i'm just gonna i had a few kids that play like recreational baseball and as a teenager with and they should they could have yeah they could have traveled all over but they didn't want to do it they'd rather just you know play with their friends like they brought their friends to our team and we had a good time yeah it's pretty funny like what yeah what, what's the agenda here or whatever did they I, I wondered if like I can imagine they just got like their butt kicked by some other team and they were just riding around looking for somebody to pick on <laughs> and they think like we'll pick on the Sandlot yeah. kids that's what we'll do <laughs> <laughs> that'll make me feel like I will say this is slightly jumping ahead. We see them play. They're not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I realize that's rich coming from me who has spent this entire podcast talking about, like, what a terrible baseball player I was. But they, they're pathetic, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, I, that is jumping ahead, but they are very derogatory about everybody but Benny, right? But mm-hmm. ev- they, they're all good, the Cassandlock kids, and yeah. nobody on the other team seems to do anything during the course. <laughs> I don't know if this is like an unreliable narrator situation. Yes, <laughs> it could be. It is but, like, they, they all look like, you know, pros at the plate, and the other team, I don't think, gets a hit. Like, they don't show them getting a hit. So. No. no. And all the boys get a hit, even Smalls, I noticed. So yeah. maybe this, maybe that is like... A, a narrator thing. I just, <laughs> I, I wanted to give a shout out. Actually, we can talk about the game against the Little Leaguers, which is what's next. I just really quickly wanted to give a shout out to the organization Baseball for All. I think it's just a .org. Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. And then their Twitter is at Baseball for F-O-R underscore all. And that is encouraging girls to keep playing baseball. You do not have to switch to softball. <laughs> And if someone tells you you have to switch to softball because you are a girl, here is a 501c3 organization that will help you. So I wanted to give that a shout out because they've done some really good work. And I just, I hate that the you play ball like a girl became such such a thing. Because I can understand how, like, you know, they take it so deeply and like in this movie, but it's like, you know, for us, it's like, hey, you know, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> or well, it should be for it girls. It became, actually, I think what bothers me more, all right, fine. This is two groups of all boys. They're not the most uh, sophisticated, <laughs> advanced of men, fine. When they did the Sandlot 2, someone says, you play ball like a girl. And then it was a girl, like, pushes her way through the crowd and goes, what's wrong with that? And <laughs> I just... Even at the height of girl power, Spice Girls mania, <laughs> I hated that. Because I was like, if we had just never mentioned it again, <laughs> could this maybe have gone away? Well, and also there are, like you said, two groups of boys and they're kind of like teen, preteen. So, you know, girls are still icky and have cooties. And that's probably the worst thing you can ever say to another boy your age. <laughs> Yeah, unless they're the lifeguard. Yeah, that's true. I, I only play baseball with girls these days because I have two daughters and a wife. So that's all. That's that's as, that's as good as it's going to get. So I, you know, yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. And it, it just bums me out that that became one of the go-to, oh, yeah. like, things about this movie. I don't know. So speaking of the insults here, the one that confuses me the most is you mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. <laughs> That's just yeah. such a random, like, yeah, I don't, it, that was confused me. I, I had to think about it, and I will never forgive Rena for that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did you guys have a favorite in, of the insults? <laughs> I just like the, the battle of wills there to, like, you know, go as fast as the other person. I had friends in, like, high school that would tell your mama jokes, and they would just go as fast as they could and, and make them up on the spot, and I, I, it takes me back. Yeah, I mean, Ham obviously just has 
an absolute library of this stuff because he keep, <laughs> it then continues on into the game. Yep. <laughs> like I, I don't think this. I don't think there's any end to his his insults that he's got stored up. I love his chatter. Is I so love good. his chatter. Oh man. <laughs> The only thing that I I did not look it up because I cannot deal with the rule book. Maybe you guys are are better at this stuff than me, but calling the strike three early oh, yeah. is so genius. But I was like, wait, can you do? I mean, they can do whatever they want. This is a game it's behind, true. you know, an empty school. But I, I always thought that was pretty genius. And I, yeah, this game between them, it really brings back a lot of memories. First of all, they've got the jazzy music going. Which mm. we talked about the movie A League of Their Own. It's uh, just very. That you watch the natural, and it's like this is just the no- the sound of baseball. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> bringing up A League of Their Own, which I mean, you know, we've previously covered that movie. The yeah, like this whole game, especially once the Sandlot kids get up and hit the ball, and that just reminded me. Of that section in a league of their own when they're doing the promotion for the women's team, like they have almost the same music. I mean, it's the same <laughs> genre, but they have you know the montage of hit after hit after hit and cat. Yeah, so I was just like, oh man, it's bringing back the memories. <laughs> no lefties this time, but I'll allow no. it. That <laughs> was kind of funny. I didn't even think of that before you said that. There, there are no lefties on the team, huh? No, nobody bats left-handed. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Usually they find somebody to, to mix it up. I, I like the swings. I like that these kids have like a natural, like they all swing hard. They have a little natural swing. And I, I always pick on uh, movies where, you know, it takes place in like the 50s or the 60s. And you've got kids who clearly grew up with those 90s videos. Um, I forgot the guy's name now uh, that, that from McGriff <laughs> promoted, oh. you know, and they have that swing. And I'm like, they didn't, they didn't, you know, that's not how Hank Aaron swung a bat, man. And I love that they just let these kids go out there and looks like they just, you know, let them hit. Let them sing away because they all kind of have their own their own way of doing it. Well, these kids had done. Ba- First of all, there was a baseball oh, okay. audition, so they, they know a little something. Yeah, if they if they read for the part, there was an audition that was part of baseball. I mean, I think by the time you got to that, it was only if you truly couldn't do anything. And they did baseball camp. They had Smart. I think a week of baseball camp before rehearsals for the movie started i might have that slightly out of order but yeah they talk about they did baseball camp and then they did the filming and they were out there on this field and it was you know 100 degrees every day i did read it it was pretty nasty that's that's a good point yeah yeah Yeah. so they're they're doing pretty well here i i like that they all have a hit i i don't pick on but i always notice squints does the shifting all his weight to the back foot thing (laughs) to try and get some oomph behind it so He's doing well. And then the other thing I always notice is uh, Bertram's amazing Converse t-shirt. <laughs> I I am a Chuck's person and I'm actually friends. I went to library school and I'm actually friends with the archivist for Converse now. So um, we happen to go to school together. He's a cool guy. And uh, yeah, and literally <laughs> his job is to preserve the sneakers and the wow. and, and the papers, obviously, of the company. <laughs> but a huge part of that archive is the shoes huh. and like... Every so often, they'll when they partner with a celebrity, I'll be like, "Hey, can I look at like what so and so did?" And he's like, "Yes, yes, you can." That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> if you will come visit me, you can see it. <laughs> yeah, one thing I'd never noticed before this one. Sorry, real quick, the batting helmet, and I'm using air quotes. Yeah, I was looking <laughs> at that too. I, I, yeah, it's just basically let's protect your ears. That's like two to the error, right? I mean, that's how they first. Because this is what the I forget what year this takes place in, but uh, fuck my head. But that's that's how they did it, right? I mean, you go back and see the major leaguers that for wore those first kind of protective equipment, oh, yeah. quote unquote, like you say. Yeah. And then the, of course the Sandlot kids are just like, nah, we're just gonna wing it. Yeah, <laughs> we're fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I love it. It is so because at first I was like, oh yeah, a batting helmet, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's it's lit. And then I'm like, like like earmuffs, but. When I guess I just love that for a pickup game like this, they're still like, oh, they've got all their equipment. Yeah, they're just like we're still concerned about our ears, so we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna wear these. And then it made me wonder too, since they're a team, like a either little league or whatnot, and they have you know they 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 have more they're more bound by rules in general with their games because they don't have like 
any comebacks or anything <laughs> to you know come back to with to him with all his chatter there other know. than shut up <laughs> yeah so it's like they're probably not used to a little more discipline play. more discipline on the, on yeah. the baseball team but whatever team they are yeah. on, whatever if it's middle school or, or little league or whatever that makes sense yeah because they don't really have anything to say this is not uncouth i guess for a for a kid of their <laughs> class yeah. or standing to to have this sort of Lack of class. Which is funny because all the insults I learned came from people who played Little League coming. Or the chants, really, were the big ones. <laughs> oh, the chants, yeah. <laughs> oh, so many chants and songs. Well, this reminded me quite a bit of my first official soft, my first game in uniform with the stirrups, the stupid <laughs> stirrups and the yeah. pants, the polyester, the whole nine yards. And uh, it was freshman softball, and we lost... 34 to 26. Wow. To which my grandfather said, are you playing football or softball? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He'd never seen. He he had played baseball himself for many years. He'd never seen the score. 36. (laughs) Or 34, whatever it was. It was something like that. that We were in the 20s and 30s. And I just remember at one point, we actually got in trouble because one our second baseman knew, the, or maybe she was shortstop, whatever, infield. She knew some players on the other team, so she was like, just keep going, you know, like an air traffic controller around the bases. <laughs> oh, and and we got in trouble on the bus ride back. He's like, I don't care if you know them. That's, you know, that's not how we play. And I'm like, did you see? Did you see what just happened out there? The fielding <laughs> or the lack thereof? <laughs> um, and so... Yeah, this this game against the Little Leaguers always reminds me of that, where it's just like, yeah, just whoever is hitting, just keep going, keep going. We can't catch for anything. (laughs) Unless you hit it to a player, you're fine. (laughs) Just run fast. What what else we got about the game before we go to the trauma of the celebration? I have oh, a question. Um, this yes. may be maybe something uh, again. I'm missing like the the childhood <laughs> aspect of this because um, I I did not grow up playing baseball. They're all wearing jeans. All of the Sandlot kids are wearing jeans. You, you mentioned how hot it is. You know when we would play games down the park. I I don't think I wore jeans as a child. And I noticed that some of them were wearing jeans, even though they weren't previously wearing jeans when they were playing in the Sandlot. So is that a thing that people did? Are they just wearing it to protect themselves when they're base running? Because it seems like a terrible idea to me to play sport in jeans. But I think it's a base running thing. Yeah. I guess they know, like, at the Sandlot, they don't, they don't have to slide, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like I think Ham wears shorts most of the time yeah. but when yeah. they play the game, he's he's in jeans. And I'm sure like maybe part of that is like you don't have other trousers, but I, I was think just like Bad News is this Bears. Not, not really hot. I think Bad News Bears they wear jeans sometimes in practice and stuff. I could be wrong. You might have to check me on that one. But the original anyway, I feel like that was the first time I saw it and it it was like, What are these kids what are they doing? Like, yeah, why why would you <laughs> <laughs> why would you volunteer to wear jeans to a a baseball game those, or any other sport. Those event. are your your play clothes. Actually, I noticed it more when uh, they all line up and they're all wearing chucks and flyers. And I just, yeah. I, I'm old and my shins hurt just looking at all <laughs> those feet clad in not supportive <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know the last time you tried to run in a pair of high top Chuck Taylors, but never. <laughs> maybe I'm just old. It's painful. <laughs> I once forgot to bring my like running shoes to a baseball practice only once because yeah, I was wearing like, like, like skater, like air ones or something. And I just remember the sound of my feet, like, like clopping on the, on, we were running as we were running and just like clop, 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 because yeah, there's zero, there's no arch support. You just like, I'm just flopping around like a clown out there. And, and also like playing, playing baseball in tennis shoes. I mean, if people play softball or baseball in tennis shoes, it's absurd. Like trying to stand on your feet, trying not to, you know, kill yourself running around a, uh, you know, run around second or whatever. <laughs> it's like, how is that working? Yeah, yeah. How's that working for these kids? Maybe if it, after a while you get you get the feel for the the sand under your feet, but that is not fun. <laughs> that is not fun at all. I I assume it's a sliding thing. I also think practically, I'm pretty sure this was one of the first scenes filmed. I could be wrong, hmm. but if that if it's like early summer and they caught a cold day, sort of thing, you know, I can see that. Although they didn't let any weather problems stop them at other points in the movie so maybe i'm giving it too much credit <laughs> well this is why you can see why like most of i remember playing little league we were done by like june 1st i mean part of that was probably about summer vacation and stuff but we never played baseball you know into the 
the dog days of summer uh, into the humidity of July. Gosh, that would be miserable. Uh, oh, but you, you make a good point, right? They're all together. So yeah, why not film this and get it out of the way? You call them all in and then they kind of can trickle off after that. I don't know how movies are made, but I assume they, <laughs> they have some type of schedule and yeah. planning. Well, <laughs> ours would have run. I, I, I'm I'm thrown off because my I only played softball those couple two years. But I know when we started, you know, we were wearing sweatshirts under our jerseys because we were so cold, um, sweatpants. And then... Uh, yeah, the first day, I think there was snow on I the distinctly, ground. I well, distinctly... Not, like, everywhere, but, like, and the parking <laughs> lot, you know how you get those lines of icy oh, snow yeah. that have just kind of congealed? <laughs> those were still around when we started. <laughs> I distinctly remember uh, going to study hall one day, and the coach says, all right, we got to make this quick because it's going to snow later. And I was thinking, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Our lacrosse team started in February, so all oh, our early practices were inside. Like, we would run laps inside the school, like, up and down oh, the hallways. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, our team, almost all the other sc- we we had the jackets. You know, like, these guys have their Letterman jackets. We had <laughs> uh, windbreakers. And every other team didn't get a hood, so you could see the nice McMahon across the back, you know, the school's name across the back. Ours had hoods because we picked them out the day after there was like a sleet storm during a game. <laughs> and we all were like, we want hoods. Yeah. We're like, but it will cover the name. We're like, we don't care. Not if you're wearing it up. <laughs> we want hoods. <laughs> we are so cold. We actually, as people came out of the game and it was determined like, all right, you're not going in again. We sent them directly to the bus where the heat was running. <laughs> Instead of have, so the, by the end of it, it was only the people on the field, the coaches, and then idiot me because I this is way too much hair. I had a sinus <laughs> infection, so I couldn't play, but they still had me dress just in case. And I was a senior, so I was like kind of help coaching. So I stood with a sinus infection and a sleet storm is what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we think we're invincible because children young. don't make right? good decisions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Children don't make good decisions. They play baseball in jeans and tennis shoes. (laughs) And they go to carnivals and also make bad decisions. Uh, Rachel, would you like to be excused for the carnivals? Oh, man. I can't. I mean, I can watch to a certain point and then I'm just like, ah, I've my eyes. (laughs) Fast forward. I haven't watched the uh, bug scene of of Temple of Doom in like 20 years. So I get it. Yeah, that's like one thing I can't, yeah, I can't handle. It's like, I know it's fake, but like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Well, perhaps it will not assuage Rachel to know that several of the kids actually did feel sick during the filming of this scene <laughs> because they had them chew the, the jer- cha, the cha, yes. licorice, is that what? Oh. Yep. So worse. they. Oh, no. That's worse. <laughs> I know. It, it gets better. <laughs> just just get the tobacco. Yeah. I know. They they <laughs> told the kids it was beef jerky, which is you know kind of gross. But hey, you know maybe they like uh, Grant Gelt, who plays Bertram, the procurer of the chaw, says you know they told me that I like beef jerky, and you can see when he he has a giant handful, yeah. it's like sticking out of his fist, and he put it in his mouth, and then you see. I think the way it cuts, they used it later, but you see his face. They did not tell them there was black licorice mixed in with the beef jerky. So every time you see the kid put it in their mouth and then their face immediately drops, that's that's real. (laughs) That's them really realizing what they've just put in their mouth. I forgot that Bertram is the instigator here before I I even rewatched the the scene in the movie and stuff. And I was trying to think, because since he's our our highlight for, for today, I was like, he looks like the kind of kid that instigates the trouble. Just like he doesn't like <laughs> he might not be the bad kid, but you know, like somewhere like later on, he's going to be the one with like the test, like the old test, like shoved in a box somewhere in his room. The kids like pay to come like get the old test keys from, from school. Like that's going to be him his whole life. And I, I thought it was so funny that I yeah. thought like that was my impression of him. And I forgot that he was the backup kid. And then I saw it and I was like, of course he is. <laughs> so of course <laughs> they, they cast this perfectly. <laughs> they cast this like to a T. <laughs> I have seen a kid get sick the first He's time he, he dipped in high school. It was not pleasant. Didn't, oh. didn't, didn't, couldn't figure out how to keep the, you know, keep the tobacco from going, going down. That's why you have a, a spit cut, buddy. Oh. Well, that made me wonder with this scene, because 
they it's like they want to be you know like all the pros do it they want to be cool like the pros but they just say you chew it and i mean mm-hmm. i'm not a connoisseur of tobacco products in any way but i'm like is that really like are you just supposed to let it like sit i can, I can speak to a little bit I, know, I was never into cha or tobacco or like that but basically yeah, there's cha which is you put it that's the big like what you used to see like mark grace uh stick in his if you go back and look at old pictures of mark grace he's got this like, giant clump in his in his cheek you chew that the mm-hmm. the dip which is just like the loose tobacco you just let that sit and that's the guys with the fat lip oh. you know is the other side okay. of it it's the other side of it. i think george brett was another famous like giant cheek full of chaw i can't think of anyone <laughs> off the top of my head after that but a dip i'm not really i feel like there are probably players who still sneak a dip in here and there because it's so much more subtle but you know yeah, i'm curious if now you know now that i'm an adult and i know kind of what it looks like i spent a good bit of time around construction guys in my late 20s early 30s and those guys just it's just like you can just walk around the site and see like that where they've taken it out stuck it somewhere and then i can back for it later <laughs> it's just so wrong but you know when you miss someone because there's some dip just like our chew uh, uh some tobacco like sitting on a <laughs> yeah. on a stump or on a on a sink or something oh. yeah sorry to gross you guys out but that is <laughs> I find it so Yeah, and gross. this is a great effect of your wild segue because this is what Sam Benny talking about all the time. Like, how come in baseball you're going to your job and part of your job is you get to chew bone gum, spit on the ground, and chew tobacco? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some people just never get over it, I guess. We called them out earlier in this movie as like, well, they know the big leaguer spit. Why don't they put it together that they're spit? And I will yeah. say, it does look like ham spits. So I think it's just they yeah. haven't... They're not doing enough. <laughs> well, and they all take such huge yes. chunks. And I'm like, I don't know if you're supposed to take that much, but you can't keep up with like <laughs> the, the saliva and spit that it produces. You'd be like, oh. <laughs> I I have a question and a trivia. With like, My trivia is that this big chief that Bertram has is fictional. Obvi- it's, it's fictional. It's inspired by Red Man, which is an actual. And, like, and if you look at. Uh, if you look at the advertising and stuff, it's like, all right, they made a fictional one. Thank you for not using real tobacco products in your children's movie. <laughs> I know it was still the 90s, but it was the 90s. And thank you. At least we at least this is a lesson in what not to do. My question is when yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, it gives you tons of energy. And I'm just like, I know <laughs> who started that rumor. I That's know. what they tell the kids. They don't know they're using amphetamines. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, can I just say the chuckle it gives me every time I give a greenies treat to my cat? And I'm just like, greenies. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, uh, the the Guinness is good for you, right? But I mean, like that it's was like- vitamins, right? Something. That's, I just, you can make an, uh, uh, you know, I don't obviously- promote people using tobacco products but i was i was a military history major i studied world war ii like people were smoking all the time well yeah because it's an appetite suppressant so Mm -hmm. if you if all you have is coffee and cigarettes guess what probably tastes really good coffee and cigarettes (laughs) but i just the energy thing totally threw me because i'm like no guys that's not that's not why (laughs) that's not what's happening here But I I did relate when they get on and yeah, yeah, is just like losing his mind and the ride is going so slowly. And that was the last moment of the segment that I like related to a kid in here because that was me like, (laughs) woo! And it's like barely moving. (laughs) The anticipation. (laughs) Yes. He's so excited. They're so happy, guys. I hate Mm. to bring it down with the awfulness. (laughs) There's one point in the ride where like, you can see Bertram's, and I'm sure it's, you know, movie makeup magic, but it looks like you can see all of a sudden his face just gets like chalky and green <laughs> green tinged, like right before all the mayhem ensues. And I close my eyes. I think it's funny to go from the scene where they all get the, they get their like close up on them hitting and sliding. And then they go to the scene where they get the close up on them doing their tobacco reaction About and yeah ham's like yeah. ham's is awesome it's, it's ridiculous so like he just stops yeah. all of a sudden and but bertram i, I, I appreciate like the over-the-top nature of him just uh, goofing up there like almost vaudevillian uh, eyes rolling and i was like you, you got into it kid good job good job you're proud you should be proud yeah. <laughs> i will say i have never partaken of any cha or dip or anything like that being on this ride alone might get my face to turn oh, yeah, that I, color I, I, yeah. <laughs> 
for sure. I, I did, I did like one of these and then like a swings and then something else in a row as a kid. And, and that was, that's all it took. <laughs> that was, that was my oh, worst day at a music park ever probably. <laughs> Growing up in uh, Northwest Ohio, like Cedar Point was like the thing to do. And my friends and I would, you know, like go at least twice a summer. And there's one summer near the end of high school where we went and yeah, there's one ride that, you know, twisty ride we went on. And after that, I was just like, guys, I just, I have to take a time out. Like that, that, that almost did me in. Like, I am not okay right now. I was not a crazy rides person. I knew that, but I had uh, cousins that lived less than 10 minutes from Lake Compounds in Bristol and Southington, Connecticut. And then of course, they both worked there. My aunt always had free passes in the house. You know, my one of them ended up like running the park one summer. It was wow. crazy. And so they did have one of these. I remember seeing they were called Wipeout by the time I remember seeing them. Um, Trabant is the German word for satellite. I've probably just butchered the pronunciation of that, by the way. It is a slight anachronism in that the first ride of these supposedly was sold in 1963. And this is 1962. Uh-huh. But I guess close enough but one thing that i read and i saw this a couple different places was that you were always supposed to sit in pairs oh yeah. so that you couldn't like lean over too far and slide under the bar basically and <laughs> i don't know i just was like i don't i don't know if that's true or just they both picked up the same rumor from the same place but <laughs> i thought i would mention it since i did see it more than one place and obviously they're all sitting alone yeah. so that can't be true because they really did film them on a ride and they wouldn't have done that not on purpose certainly yeah well i i wondered how many times they had to had to go around as well like how often do you think they were on this ride for were oh, they all God. genuinely sick because they had to do like 10 takes on that's this? They yeah. have they have That's... to have oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I would have died. I there's a <laughs> similar ride called the Music Express which is like this but it doesn't tip up and down. It's just the mm. going round and round and then backwards really really Ooh. fast. Oh man. So you get that but but the whole ride is not on its side. <laughs> Which was very important to me as a child. Yeah, yeah Music Express. Uh, those that one I liked because that was like the the edge of my thrill. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna feel great afterwards, but I'm not gonna worry about throwing up. But yeah, like that was yeah. my sweet spot for the amusement park. Darius, I mean these. These rides do exist overseas. I don't know what the carnival amusement park atmosphere is. <laughs> yeah, th- this was one of the more relatable bits for me to be honest. I. I'm sure you can get chewing tobacco here, but I had like never come across it until I started getting into baseball, to be honest. So that's like totally foreign. Kids obviously smoked as teenagers, but it was always just cigarettes. There was never anybody chewing <laughs> anything. It was, yeah, cigarettes and, and weed, but uh, no, no chewing tobacco. Um, I don't know where you would find it here. I'm sure people must do it, but it's it's not a thing, not a big part of culture. Certainly not something you would have seen, you know, sports players doing on TV as as you would have done with, with baseball players. But the carnival looks pretty similar to, to one of ours. I mean, if, if it's a German machine, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, probably not all that, that different at all. So I've, I've definitely been on things like this. And yeah, I'm also not a rides person, so would have been similarly sick, I think. <laughs> I just feel so bad for them. They're just, <laughs> they're just covered. And then even if you're like, okay, the, the beef jerky and licorice is gross. Yeah. They're on the ride a bunch of times. <laughs> then comes... Oh, yeah. Then comes the sick, which was... Oh. Everyone agrees... I'm sorry, Rachel. No, it's fine. It's in my I mandate. I must tell you. <laughs> everyone agrees there was split pea soup and oatmeal. The production says there was also baked beans, water, and gelatin. <laughs> Grant Gelt says that he had the oatmeal, and then he and Patrick Renna were talking, and one of them was said there were many <laughs> oh, hot dogs. In. Oh, it oh, just sounds painful to even even consider putting it in your mouth <laughs> for so, kids. <laughs> I definitely recommend, let me find the actual, I'm on the wrong tab. Patrick Renna, when he did his like reunion podcast show, he did YouTube interviews under Secrets of the Sandlot. If you look up his, you know, You're Killing Me with Patrick Renna, <laughs> you know, he's also linked to it under there. And so I watched him and Grant Gelt talking and like reminiscing about how hot it was. <laughs> and, and this scene, since it is 
you know, unfortunately or fortunately, Grant Gilt's kind of claim to fame is the chaw holding it up. <laughs> he refers to him as Big Chief in that. So it's it's definitely a thing. This actually went into one of my questions for the next scene of how do all these kids not get caught out? Showing up at home with the, like, it's the 60s. Their moms do their laundry, right? Like, Oh, yeah. How do they not all immediately get caught when they get home? Yeah, on, on those white shirts, especially. Like, I know. Oh. I mean, obviously, from a visual perspective, it, it's really effective. But, yeah, I, I don't think they know how to run. My friends used to try to sneak <laughs> their, their clothes in, like, in between stuff when they did something they weren't supposed to. Like, you know, go swimming in the creek or something. They try to, like... <laughs> Because they have the one laundry basket for the whole family and they like slide today's stuff like underneath the others. And I'm like, I'm sure your mom found it. And now that I'm going to grow up, <laughs> mom knows everything, right? Oh, yeah. Right? She doesn't just throw everything in the wash. She picks yeah. them apart, looks first and all that. <laughs> yeah, you got to wonder like what, what they came up with. They should have had a whole section of them making excuses. <laughs> maybe maybe they went back to the sand lot and they just threw it over <laughs> the go. fence for beef. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I will make my last joke about anything to do with the vomit so that we can move on. <laughs> I love that the song Tequila is playing during yeah, this Yeah, that's scene. very appropriate. I think everyone over the legal drinking age understands. <laughs> and actually for years, that was my whole thing. I would not do tequila shots because... <laughs> I said, everyone I know who's done tequila shots can't stand the taste of tequilas anymore. And I love margaritas. So I'm not like, no, I've made my decision. (laughs) Here's the line. So uh, yeah, tequila, uh, 1958 song by The Champs, if you're looking it up. And yes, it is the same song that Pee Wee Herman dances to. Yes. And also the Ninja Turtles revamp into Ninja Sue. I will still say Ninja Sue if this song comes on sometimes. I just, it really, if you are a 80s, 90s kid, that sweet spot, this song was very much a part of your life. Yeah. I have no age. idea what P, the heck Pee Wee Hammer was doing. I still don't. But when he jumped up and started dancing in that bar, even as a kid, I it was like, it's like surreal. It's like the first experience. Maybe Pee Wee Herman, that movie was most kids' first experience with like surrealism. But <laughs> <laughs> just just a segue for a second. Probably. Yes. I, I, it's funny. I've probably associated this going all the way back. It, it's like I, feel, I see my whole life flash before me because going back to Sandlot and then even further back to, to Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and uh, that song definitely has, yeah. has been around in my, in my life for a long time. It's very special. Right. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. <laughs> you mentioned that our player profile MVP, whatever we're doing this season today, is is Bertram. This is his big breakout moment, <laughs> I guess, for better or for worse. And he is played by Grant Gelt. As we mentioned, he's an actor from L.A. So that makes a lot of sense. He was a he calls himself a child actor. Basically, around the age of six, he started going to auditions. And actually, what's really great is in the interview I watched, he talks about how his dad was, I guess he had a manager, but his dad worked with this manager. His dad would pick him up from school, close in the car and be like, all right, here's what auditions we're going to today after school. So he had read for smalls, probably like every other boy this age in LA. Months later, got a callback of, you know, can you read for Bertram? And he was the last kid to be cast, actually. Uh, he joined baseball camp late. They had already been playing together. He kept acting after that, but he said around the time he was 18, it just kind of petered out. I love on his IMDb page under trademarks, always bears baseball caps. <laughs> so good job on him. He's managed bands. He has been in other things, but like I said, just he kind of... You know, it's it's one of those things. This is something that he did. It's not something he really does now. Every so often, he says he gets recognized for it, and it really throws him off because he's not expecting it the way you know Smalls or yeah. Benny or Ham might be. <laughs> so yeah, he's he said it's always a thrill. It is kind of weird that with the three heavyweights in the and the parent, you know, the parents and and the neighbor rule uh, that the kids didn't go. Yeah, you know, most of the kids didn't didn't do a lot more after this. Like it wasn't like some crack casting of you know future star it was it wasn't a star vehicle i guess you could say like some of the, some movies i feel like these days for younger kids yeah. they like they they expect these kids to like launch their career off of this you know the harry potter movies and whatnot and for this movie it, it is funny you did some research these a lot of these kids didn't didn't do a lot more after they were kid actors and nothing wrong with that yeah you know i, I appreciate if you if you had to do acting for the first you know from six to 12 or 18 you probably would be a little tired of it 
that too, I think, unless he pulled. And I also like, it's not like, oh, they did this one thing and then you never saw them again. Because cause that happens sometimes. You know, the kid, he was in Close Encounters. He was three. He didn't know what was happening. And he was just like, no, I'm I'm good. This is fine. I like, it's not like a one and done. It's like, yeah, I did a few things. I was on this TV show and I did this movie and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, this this is not all they're doing. I appreciate the fact that they, you know, they moved, most of them looks like they, they moved on. Uh, they did the child actor thing and, and they didn't, it didn't ruin their lives. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, no made for TV movies about them. You know, good yeah. on the producers for like, they, you know, obviously put them through a few tough situations, but there's no reports of them being miserable. <laughs> that was, that's great. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, it looks like, the, you know, what I read, it looks like they, they had a good time for the most part. The sun was hard, but it looks like yeah. a fun group. Yeah. Grant did end up in the hospital and wasn't the only one, but or, uh, he, he said he had serious heat stroke. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was one of the ones that ended up in the hospital. For, but I mean, also that's treatment. Yeah, and in the eighties, like we were still on this dumb mindset of, you know, didn't, even even sports teams had no idea how to hydrate, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> water makes you weak kind of mentality. So. What, a, what a concept. Yeah. Hydrating when you play baseball. <laughs> At least they're no longer in wool uniforms. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we're moving on, I did have a quick question about, well, how does Benny, how does Smalls not get caught out by his mom when he goes home? But also, does Bill not know about the Sandlot? Because he's saying goodbye uh, to Smalls in the next scene. You know, he's going on a business trip. All right, fine. We're moving our plot along. And overall, I think Bill actually does a pretty good job. You know, take care of the place. See you in a week. Shakes the hand. You know, like, obviously, that's not the same as dad. But for for Bill, for stepdad, we're doing fine. But oh, then yeah. he's like, we'll try catch again when you get back. And I'm like, have you not noticed your son disappearing with a baseball hat and mitt? Every single yeah. day. Do they ever talk about what <laughs> his dad does for a living? Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. You probably, since you've been watching it closely, that totally slipped my mind. What's 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 his dad's profession? Do we have it? Is he an architect I, or did I make that? I just up? wondered if it's I like a Don Draper say, situation right? where he just gets home at night. It's dark. You know, kids there for thirty minutes and then he never sees them until the weekend. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I thought. You know, by the time he's out playing baseball and stuff, he's probably at work. And yeah, by the time my, my bigger home. question, I guess, is like when when he finally can play catch well, you know, like the next time they try, like does does he think like, oh, I I did something good here, I I got this kid to, I I taught him to play baseball. Look at me, yeah. <laughs> has no idea that he's been working with these kids. I don't know. There is a Sandlot wiki, which I figured if anyone had written it down, they would. I hadn't looked at Bill's page because I, I it was just like, oh, whatever. All right, Bill Smalls, Bill Smalls catchphrase. Keep your eye on the ball, okay. Is that that a catchphrase? And then history. Bill Smalls was a wealthy businessman and frequently went to Chicago for his business meetings. (laughs) So not to quote uh, Bojack Horseman, but he's a businessman. He does business. I like to imagine him in business meetings telling people to keep their eye on the ball as well. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Oh, he's one of those business guys. He's got all those sports metaphors. Nobody knows what he does. He just yells sports <laughs> metaphors at people. <laughs> My last note for this section, I can't believe how well we're getting through this, is uh, the kennel can and the dog is foreshadowing. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Things in dogs will become important in this movie yes. very soon. <laughs> All right. So so I will I will open the floor to you guys. And obviously, I'm not concerned about spoilers since I just... So I think I've spoiled the whole movie at this point. <laughs> Darius, it was your first time watching it. What? How? How? How did it go? Given that it's a kids' movie, very hung on the idea of baseball. <laughs> In some ways, I felt like uh, you know I was I was lacking the nostalgia aspect. You know, I I didn't have that. Oh, I remember this as a child. So you know, I I, I didn't have that connection to it. I guess it felt sort of like two. I'm not even sure I would call the first half a movie. It didn't really feel like it was like narratively moving that way until like they get to the bit with the dog and they're trying to get the ball back and then it's sort of but like the first half is just like a bunch of vignettes about 
Smalls trying to fit in and joining the team. And I guess like the, the game that, that we talked about is sort of like the more conventional part of the sport movie where they face the, the opponent and beat them. And then, yeah, I guess it, it sort of, I, I kind of made me feel like it was like sort of turned into an action movie, but like the car chase was replaced by a dog chase. <laughs> like the, the dog chase is a pretty big, big component, of the, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Uh, like there's a lot of focus is put onto the, the schemes to get the ball back. And then just, I think they, they probably last about 10 minutes, right? the actual dog chase. I was doing the summaries for these and I'm like, this whole section. And then the end happens so fast that I was like, oh no, this episode is going to be a mess. So yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed that that aspect of the film. So yeah, the, the nostalgia, I think, probably does add to it for a lot of people. It's not my favorite baseball movie, but I had fun watching it. And now you can say you watched it. When, when, it, when the people do those lists of best baseball movies, which hopefully by the time this is coming out, that's not the content we're doing on our, on our baseball website. But, but I always love a good fight over baseball movie list so now, now you can opine i feel like you can't really <laughs> dig on this movie like there's there's it's just like simple and and you know does it what it, it does it stays what do they say it plays within itself sometimes <laughs> they talk about players mm, they they yeah. stay within themselves when they play or a person who's a you know intellectually great at what they wheelhouse it stays stays right in there and it doesn't try to stretch into more than you know, it's, it's a little bit coming of age, but it doesn't try to teach you every lesson in one movie. <laughs> it just, it just sticks with, you know, he's making friends. I remember the same thing though. When I first saw it, like kind of being a little shifty, me being a little shifty watching this movie until it catches. And then, and then, yeah, it t- gets off to the races. That's funny to hear Darius say that watching it as a grown up because. I do kind of remember being a little a little bored right off the bat and just these kind of scenes of Smalls trying to make friends. That's not a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> and then when it takes it off, it it's I still today I think it's a fun fun half a movie for sure. I think I'm very much used to and it's funny, I did a podcast uh, one of these movies by minutes podcasts on Robert Alton's Mash. And so I always joke when there's a movie that I'm wondering, like, I just watch it as a bunch of little vignettes that maybe come <laughs> together. So I'm like, oh, but I guess I've always been that way where in the summer it was just like, this can just be on. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter where in the movie you start watching it. It's just there. It never changes. It's fine. To me, that was so like, that's why I wanted to do it. But that, that's also why we're not doing it one minute at a time. <laughs> I, I, as yes. much as I love, I love this movie. It is one of my all time favorites, but I do not think it quite would hold up to the minute. When per you said it was going to be a nine minute uh, block, I immediately thought that's a really really good idea i congratulate you all up front (laughs) if i can contrast it to something as well that the last film i watched before this last weekend was black swan whoa (laughs) whoa (laughs) you take black swan probably 30 seconds at a time well yeah exactly and that's like literally every single second of the movie not only are you like just intensely focused on this one character but like there isn't a wasted second of that film where they're not like advancing the plot and it's just so incredibly intense and it was like i actually kind of feel like i I need <laughs> to come I have not watched that movie yet for that reason because I think around the time it came out was when we started having kids started coming into our lives and it just like it's too much uh, I can't I can't handle I can't handle my own life being tough I have not seen the whole thing because my sister was a music performance major and she talked she saw it and was like oh man it's so like my life and I was like ah don't <laughs> say that <laughs> So yeah, I've never seen the whole thing for that exact reason. Yeah, no, the 90s kids sports movie is a, a nice palate cleanser <laughs> oh, whenever yeah. you need We probably one. watched every 90s kids sports movie, I think, in uh, between like elementary and middle school. We we started doing state testing in Kentucky. And so they would give the kids who, if, if it was your big year, so like certain years are where they actually, it counts towards the school funding. And so if it was, you know, like, like fourth grade, eighth grade, whatever, they'd always give you like a couple of days afterward, they would be reward. For, for sticking with it. And I think, yeah, between 6th and 8th grade, we probably watched this, Rookie of the Year, you know, Mighty Ducks. Uh, probably watched every single one of those things because it's a nice, yeah, it's a nice palate cleanser. And even for, yeah, there's a few like parts that we maybe don't look fondly on these days, but you can look at them and say, don't do that. Like, it's very easy to look at them when, you, you know, that's to talk about <laughs> other parts of the movie. Yes. I'll leave that for everybody else. But you look at the, the pool scene and you go, just 
that's just not like, don't do that that's a not a nice thing to do and it's not funny <laughs> don't do that it's funny but it's not funny you know whatever yeah well and the pool scene has one of the swear words which yeah. drove me nuts I used to show I was in charge I worked at a summer camp and on Sundays I was in charge of running movies in the rec hall and this was one of the movies I showed and I put a post-it note on the front saying there's an S word here's here, there are two S words here are the time codes because I said I was like they're so easy to make right. out I mean, they're obviously coming. You know, if you're if you're ready with that button, they're so easy to mute out. And the rest of the movie is fine. And they actually took that tape out of the of the options for Sunday movies. And I was like, I never would have put the post-it <laughs> note on if I'd known you were gonna take it away. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> so yeah, I I was I was very bummed, but it was funny when I started this project, someone said, like, there's a parental warning on the sandlot. Crazy. That can't be right. And I was like, uh, you have not watched the sandlot since you were a child, have you? Because <laughs> it absolutely can have a warning on it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad uh this was a pleasurable experience. So if you guys are good, I would like to give you the chance to plug your baseball, which we're recording this very far in advance. So hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on all the wood. There is there is baseball yeah. content by the time this is airing this summer. Uh, so you can find my archive writings at banishedthepen.com. Uh, Darius uh, very kindly edited some of those. It's a pretty cool callback. And depending on when you're reading it or listening to this, we may put up some previews again. We usually get those kind of tossed out right before the season starts as a, a great activity. That's all I've got for the internet for now. How about you, Darius? Yeah, Nick's reminded me of some work that I should probably do, which is ask, <laughs> ask people if they so want to do sorry. some previews. Um, yeah, you can also find some of my work at Banished to the Pen, um, including um, my review of Long Gone, which uh, was a baseball movie that I was fascinated by for a while because it was almost impossible to find a copy of it to watch. So if you ever want to talk about Long Gone, then uh, I'm up for that. <laughs> Most of my work is uh, at Baseball Prospectus, where I do write about fantasy, but occasionally other things as well. And I'm also on the uh, British baseball podcast, Batflips and Nerds. So if you've enjoyed hearing a British voice, talk about baseball then uh, do check us out well i i will tell you i don't know if this will make the episode i was very traumatized because i thought i understood cricket like not well but the basics and then i just watched an episode of all creatures great and small featuring a cricket <laughs> game and i'm like they're not doing anything i expected <laughs> like, maybe maybe i actually don't know how this game works at all <laughs> Because we, we are a uh, bluey household, which is Australian, oh, yeah. so cricket comes up quite a bit. So I was like, oh, I know. I know about cricket. I've, I've watched, and I, I, we're watching that show, and I'm just like, oh, they're not running when I thought they were going to run. I'm really sorry. I don't know what's happening. So I'm glad uh, there's some cross ocean understanding <laughs> of our sports. I'll just be quietly over here with my baseball. <laughs> thank you guys so much for being on. Yes, thank you. Rachel and I will be back. With more, I almost said tomorrow. That's not how the show works. <laughs> I've been corrupted by those Star Wars Minute guys. <laughs> but we will definitely be back, right, Rachel? Yes, we will be back with some more episodes of The Sandlot, nine minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs>